knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Did you know you could help support the podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash paddle, the letter N, and fin. You could also do so by going to anchor.fm forward slash paddle, the letter N, and fin. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your jig order. Welcome to the Paddle and Fan Podcast, the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment, where we try to improve our skills as an angler by learning new techniques or improving the ones we already know. I'm your host, Ryan Milton. Welcome back to Bass Fishing for Noobs on the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Milford, and today we have an FLW Pro. We've got Austin Wilson here with us. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it being on the channel. Yes, sir. Appreciate you coming on. And uh, Austin's going to talk about uh, talk about using some swim baits today. I know we've touched on that a little bit in the past with uh, Josh Eldridge and my, my buddy, um, Brian Andrews, but uh, we're going to go a little more in depth with it w- today, hopefully. So, and it's from a pro, you know, somebody that's you know in the pro tour and all that. So it's pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm gonna let you jump in and you know take it away. Uh, I, I where you want to start? You want to start with what swim baits you like to use, or yeah, or we can what? Just talk, we can just go right into, into the fall and then you know kind of move from there. But you know, obviously, fishing you know fishing as a professional, I kind of, I don't really, I don't really feel like I'm a pro. You know, even though I fish the FLW tour and stuff like that, and you know, it just kind of feels I'm just a regular fisherman. You know, I don't, I don't feel like I'm any anyone special or anything like that. Um, I, I have, I'm live out in the West, so we throw a lot of big baits. So I do have a little bit of experience on um, some big baits and catching some big fish on them. Um, so yeah, we're gonna hop right into into the fall fishing. Um, 
in the fall here in, in on the west coast they don't really start planting trout until about the end of november when the water starts getting cool and those those trout can survive even though we have some deep reservoirs uh like shasta and orville and lake berryessa um i think shasta is like i think some areas it can get like 600 700 feet deep um so the fish can go deep to, to survive through the through the summer um, but yeah, going into the fall, I don't really like throwing the giant, giant baits um, until they start throwing, until they start planting trout, so those those fish don't get used to it. Because um, most of those fish, they go deep, you know, the, the the bait, the trout, and the other big, big, uh, big baits they they eat or big, I, don't know, I guess bait fish. Um, but November last year, the year before, I did do pretty well on a nine inch uh, Batesmith Magnum which I don't know if you guys are too familiar with that. It's kind of like a Huddleston. Um, it kind of got, got discontinued, but um, they just don't make them in. They're really hard to get hold of and expensive. <laughs> I think they're like, I think they're going for like eBay. They're going for like a hundred bucks a piece or even more. Um, but anyway, going into the fall, I kind of like throwing like glide baits. I'm really, really like glide baits and visual you know, throwing that, I usually throw just rare C, uh, the 168, um, then I'll upgrade to a 200. Depends on the, if the fish are following it a lot and just give them a little bit different look. You know, sometimes they'll commit to, um, but always switching it up. I only throw a couple colors. Um, I throw <laughs> the banana. It's, it's called light trout. It's bright yellow. The thing is hideous, uh, but they eat it. They, <laughs> they love it. And uh, I was down on Havasu, um, two years ago three years ago um for the tbf uh semifinals. that's how i kind of got to um fish the uh flw tour how i qualified for it um was down there lake havasu i don't know if he has ever, ever been there but it's super clear crystal crystal clear and you can see fish way out and i'm throwing that bright yellow ugly looking glide bait and man <laughs> you can see him following it out, out in the distance and there's the bait's just going side to side i'm not too sure if anyone's really familiar with throwing Throwing the uh, the glide baits or whatnot, fish is going slide to slide, and then every once in a while, your fish will come up and follow it, and you can kind of pop your rod tip and make that bait do a little, little directional change. And a lot of times, they will come, and uh, you kind of just lean into them. Sometimes they get the hook, sometimes they don't. Um, usually, when they smoke it, is when they're like way out there, and um, is when they is when you begin to uh, commit, or they really rip the rod out of your hand. Hey, Austin, you're uh, breaking up a little bit on my end. I, 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 it looks like you're moving around a lot. I don't know if that's causing it or, or not. All can right. you hear me? Yeah, yeah I can hear you. I can hear you fine. So, sorry, man. Oh, you're good. You're good. What, what did you uh, what did you break up? What happened there? What did you miss? Uh, I, I, I think it was good enough to where piece piece it together. Okay. Uh, what you were saying, everything. Uh, one question I did have is uh, the swim baits that you're throwing is, is I'm not familiar with those that you named. Is that like a soft plastic swim bait, or is that a hard hard the, bait? The uh, the Batesmith Magnum. It's, it's a soft soft swim bait, and then the River Sea S waiver. It's a hard bait. It's a jointed bait with two okay. troublers on the bottom. Yeah, just one joint in the middle of the bait. Um, actually, I just hold one up right here for you. Those are sticky. But yeah, so that's that's it. I mean, like I said, it's it's ugly. It's bright yellow, ugly bait. It has that one joint, and this bait just goes side to side. Um, it only stays a couple feet underneath the surface, and uh, usually it's all vision. 
you know, all, all sight fishing for me. I can watch that bait way out there, especially out here in California. We have a lot of clear water, and you can see that bait way off in the distance. And I'm always watching that bait, waiting, looking for a shadow behind it, um, and then trying to trying to get that fish to eat way out there because usually the fish can see when it gets closer. Those fish get pretty smart. A lot of guys are throwing swim baits out here, so it's kind of hard to get those fish to commit. A lot of times there's a lot of followers, and it's frustrating because throughout throughout the day you're getting all these followers and nothing is going to commit nothing's committing it's either you have the wrong size bait um or they're just not they're just very curious they're just, they're just checking it out so cool so uh between the different swim baits do you have different setups that you throw those on or you throw them on the same type setup or you know so i'm i'm with dobbins dobbins rods and you know I, i've i messed around with a bunch of different brands and um you know, Dobbins makes some great swim bait rods. Um, I like a seven seven foot uh, nine inch. Is a seven ninety four is what that what that rod is. And what I throw with my hard base. It's a big hard rod. Base. Yeah, swim bait rod. So a seven ninety four. It's it has a softer rod, but it has a lot of backbone. It has a longer handle. You can make long casts. Um, and then it's it's you know seven. It's nine seven nine. So seven foot nine inches. So it's a little bit longer. So when the fish eats it way out there, you can kind of lean into that fish. You have a lot more sweet they want more rod to uh stick those fish when they're way out there um and then i like for my bigger glide baits uh, like a seven seven ninety five so i have another one i don't really throw this one i feel like my my s waivers are a little bit cheaper i think that that 200 size it's like 40 bucks which is still kind of up there um but the the smaller one the 168 it's like 18 bucks I've caught a lot of fish on that bait for being I mean, pretty cheap compared compared to the glide bait world. Uh, There's swim baits because, like this next one here, this is called a Gancraft. This is retails at 120. And, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, 120. And that's just, and I've caught fish. You know, you can see the hook rash on. It. I mean, there's can't really tell, but there's teeth marks all over this thing. But I seem to do better on the S waivers. Um, like I said, they're they're pretty they're pretty inexpensive compared to if you think about the whole swim bait game or swim bait world. So, um, and I'll always change out my hooks. I like gommies. Um, I wish I can say the exact hook size. Um, I haven't bought hooks in a while for them. I've always just, I bought a bunch and then I've just had them. Um, really wish I, one, one ought, no, two ought. I really, I can't get, I can't, I'm not going to say a name and say a number on that size of hook without really knowing. So I'm going to hold off on that. But so your rods, uh, I throw a 795 uh, on the bigger glide baits and the 794, uh, which is just a different power, just one step. 795 is one step. Uh, uh, medium, I think the medium, uh, and it's, I think they're actually both and then with my other rod, like bigger baits, like my Baitsmith Magnum, um, my Huddlestons, um, my Ospreys. I don't know if you guys are too familiar with the line through Ospreys. Um, and actually, <laughs> believe it or not, I throw two huds at the same time, um, which a lot of guys don't do. Um, but it's pretty much like a, um, a fluke, a double fluke rig. I don't know if you guys rigged a double. I've never I've ever rigged a double fluke rig before, which you kind of have the, the swivel and then another swivel line on the line. And it kind of slides, you know what I'm talking about. So the the, the bait, if you hook another one, it can it can they're not pulling I, against each other. I think I've seen that before. I've never done it myself. So I I put two Hulsons, which are their eight inch baits a piece, 
on the same on the same rod, and I'm throwing it out there just to get a different look. And everyone's throwing a single big swim bait, and I'm I have this. It's actually a uh, is it eight eight sixty seven? So eight foot six seven power. So it's a big rod. I can throw big baits, multiple baits on that rod, um, and it's not going to wear me out. It has a long handle on it. I can make a long cast. And then a fish eats away out there, I have a long ways to, you know, I can cover a lot of water when I swing that, that rod. Cool. So uh, what, a, what are you really, like, looking for when you're going to throw this? Like, like uh, what, are, what are you looking for as far as the water, like depth and, you know, if there's structure or what, or are you fishing that more suspended or? You know, um, I, I got just like to fish, to be honest. Uh, there's fish everywhere. You know, I'm trying to think when the A-Rig came out. Was it 09, 10, 08, somewhere around there? I learned from throwing that A-Rig. Um, man, there is fish everywhere. Like, you can just go down any bank and just crap them. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. So what I would do is just put the troll motor out and just fish. And then if you come up to a point, you know, the fish sit off the point, you fire it up off the I always like to bring my bait uphill. So I'll put my bait on the bank, I'll throw it out as far as I can, and I'll bring that bait uphill. Um, a lot of guys creep this bait on the bottom. Um, I, I don't I don't really creep the, the bait on the bottom. I don't I don't really think trout or anything, they're they're swimming. They're they're in the middle of the water column and they're swimming. Sometimes they're up on the surface, but they're never dra- on the bottom, you know, dragging the bottom. Even though guys do that, and I have caught them that way, but I just it doesn't matter how cold that water is. I'm firing it out there, and I'm just slowly winding it back. Kind of like a spinnerbait, just, you know, hucking and just reeling, throwing it out and just reeling. Um, you know, if there is a tree or a laydown or a bush, you know, I'm firing it next to the bush, way past the bush, and I'll bring it next to it. Um, that I know we go back, there's a tournament I did really well on in November. Um, and I was fishing a bridge pillar, and there were multiple bridge pillars. And, I mean, the bridge pillar is 200 foot deep the water you know and i'm fishing about 20 foot down and these big big spotted bass and these and these large mouths were on these pillars and i remember i come up to this pillar this pillar my first pillar in the morning i didn't want to catch one first cast you know because you know how we are we don't like to catch one first cast is bad luck you know and so i cast off the side and I line up and i make that bomb cast and i'm reeling next to the pillar and it gets right where the pillar was and i i burn it like three or four like uh real turns of the handle really fast and I stop it, and all of a sudden, just gets crushed. Dong! <laughs> I said, look, I missed it. Like, gosh, dang it. Reel up my slack, and dong! It smokes again. I said, look, miss it again. I'm like, gosh, dang it. Reel up my slack, reel, and dong! It eats a third time. I crack it, and it's like a four-pound spot. Like, okay, on a nine-inch bait. That bait's with Magnum. And I actually have it right here in my pocket. But that bait right there, I mean, that's a, the bait's with Magnum. Really good detail. You got the gills, the fins. It's a beautiful beautiful bait there um that's a i mean they're hard to find i mean if you find one for 100 bucks like that's that's probably a pretty good deal to be honest but um yeah it's, it's, it's outrageous. <laughs> that's insane that's the swim, bait world. That's the swim bait world you know that's, that's the big baits are you know very expensive uh, but anyway i throw it out there and i catch that four pound spot and i'm like messing around with it put it in the live well and then my co-wheeler throws, throws out a tube <laughs> and catches a seven-pound black, which is all this large mouth. Um, and you catch a seven-pound black. And I go to the next pillar and I fire it out there and no one eats. And I double on it. And it's a big one. Uh, it's like a six or seven-pound. And uh, get in the boat, get to the other side, 
throw it out there. One smokes it again, and I set the hook, and it doubles over again. I'm like, ooh, this is a this is another big one. It comes off, and I'm like, oh, dang. So this is all happening in the morning on the big swim bait, but uh, all in that basement magnum. So, I mean, that was only 20 feet down on a bridge pillar. So there's just structure. I mean, those fish were suspended over 200 foot of water, but they were in, you know, 20 foot. Um, but I, like I said, I like to fish pretty shallow, you know, just going down the bank and I'll fish points or I'll get in a gut or a creek, you know, a creek channel, I'll throw that, that swim bait down the middle of that creek channel and slow wind it back and, and, and crush it. And you just cover in water. You know, a lot of guys run down point to point to point. And I don't know if I like that. I just like going down the bank and fishing. If I come up to a point, I'll fish point. But there's a lot of things that you don't see that are on the bank. There could be a rock pile or, um, to me, usually I, I kind of feel like John Cox. I don't know if you guys know much about John Cox, but he doesn't really fish with a transducer. He doesn't fish with a graph. And I kind of don't either. You know, I, I don't really like to fish like that graph gives off. It's pretty loud underneath the water. And I feel like the big fish, they can hear that and they really kind of shut off. They don't, they don't want to bite because they know that sound after, you know, those big ones are smart. They don't, they don't, they know when not to eat. They've been around. Yeah. They're very smart. <laughs> very smart. So I, I like to turn that, my graphs off. Uh, maybe I'll check the water temp in the morning, you know, and then turn it off. And I already have a game plan on where I'm going to go and where I'm going to fish, you know, and kind of, I mean, there's, there's fish shallow year round here <laughs> on the West coast. Um, and so, and so the trout, like in the winter time, the trout gets shallow and so those big bass, you know, so, and then, obviously, in the summertime, those, those those fish go deep. And I feel like those monsters, monsters, they go, they follow the trout. Wherever those trout are, I feel like those monster trout are, are as well. So there could be the monster, you know, the trout could be in 40, 50 foot of water. I, I honestly believe those bigger fish are out there just eating trout. So, but, yeah. Well, Any other well oh. I was, was going to go back on uh, what you were saying about, you know, bad luck catching one on the first cast. Yeah. You know, I I have such a hard hard time. You know, I've gotten a lot better this year, but generally I have such a hard time even catching fish that I will take any fish I can get first cast, last cast. Yeah. You know, it, anywhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's kind of what I learned, you know, fishing this year on tour is kind of the West Coast, California has some phenomenal fishing. You know, honestly, I thought I was going to go back back east and do really well, and I struggled quite a bit. You know, I, I did all right. I requalified for the tour, um, but I didn't qualify for, for the cup. I'm a little disappointed, but, uh, you know, New York, phenomenal fishing. <clears throat> phenomenal. I really like New York, but I was down in Texas, and uh, Florida was really good, too. I really like Florida, uh, but when I was down in Texas and, and Georgia, uh, Oklahoma, when we were down in Oklahoma, it was just a well, – really cold and those fish didn't really want to eat but just the fish is different you know it's really not as good as i thought it was going to be um it, it's just crazy how many fish we have out here and how much how much you know how much more willing they are to eat um it's i really like i said i really thought the fish was gonna be really good back there and it was it was tough i've heard california is crazy uh actually we i had obity williams on here not too long yeah. you ever run out to him you ever run into him out there? I know he's he's a he's a funny dude. I really like Obadi. I don't know him personally, but I, I know who he is. He fishes the Delta a lot, which I'm yeah. like 45 minutes from the Delta. Delta is my favorite place to fish, um, and punching and, and and frogging. But yeah, Obadi's a good a good dude. Yeah, I had him on here, and uh, yeah, he's he's really funny and cool guy to talk to. But he, we were talking about Shasta, 
And he said, if you just want to go out and catch fish and not too worried about size, you can go out to Shasta and catch like a hundred fish in a day. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And and he, he was talking about Delta, how like how big the fish are, and I, I've seen the pictures and videos of him out there. You know, so I, I it definitely looks like there's some good fishing out there in California. Yeah. Oh, it really is. Shasta. I mean, it's it's fun. You can go out there with a cinco or a weighted cinco or a dart head or a shaky head. And, uh, or even an A ring and just absolutely just crush them, you know. Uh, there was a tournament. I think it was. I think it might have been this year, this spring. A guy caught a 13 pound largemouth and a uh, an eight or a six pound spot on this on that Batesmith Magnum, that same bait that I just showed you. Um, and he ended up blowing that tournament out of the water. But I mean, there's some big ones that live up there, and and there's a lot of fish up there. And you, just, you can go anywhere and just throw you know a worm out there and just catch them. It was, it's it's a fun fishery, and the Delta is is great too and any flip or any cast could be that 10 pounder on the delta so i, I love fishing the delta you, you know punching mats and <laughs> going through the mat and all of a sudden boom, <laughs> you set up, that braid just screaming going through that mat and you're cutting through hyacinth and grass and oh it gets me so excited just thinking about it <laughs> man I, my my personal best was a 5.69 pound largemouth so i can only imagine what a 10 pounder would feel oh. like <laughs> yeah no it was, uh, i i fished the flw costa uh was it september 28th on the delta i got i got third but before that going into the tournament i had in practice in practice about a month prior just fishing every two weeks every two weeks is the the tide is about the same and so i had about i had 29 almost 30 pounds i had 2902 my best five my big one was a nine pounder punching grass and uh i flipped through that this little piece of grass and just that little dick and i set the hook and that fish just runs underneath the boat and it came up and i thought it was all at 12 pounds right just a big old head on it and i get it up I'm like man that fish is kind of skinny and i weighed it and it was was it 9.52 or something like that? It was just, I was like, oh, I was so disappointed. I thought it was going to be a 10-pounder. <laughs> You're wow. disappointed in, in a nine-and-a-half-pound fish. I'll, I, mean, I, 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 would, I would need a new pair of underwear after catching <laughs> a nine-and-a-half-pound fish. I know. It's California. I mean, I, I can't tell you. I've caught a handful of uh, nine-pounders. You know, he's like, gosh, you just want that 10-pounder. You know, you're, you're fishing. I've fished. I probably got a dozen nine pounders out of the Delta, you know? And so it's like, I need, I need, I need that one just over 10 to really do it. And I've seen, I've seen some monsters. I, I remember seeing one, one day in a Marina in the fall and the water on in the Delta gets really crystal clear. That grass is really grown in. It really, I was in this Marina, like 15 feet to see all these monsters swimming around. I saw this one that was probably all this, head and I, I thought oh my gosh you are a toad it, it was just like wobbling like couldn't swim straight it was kind of like <laughs> it was it was massive it was a big fish but what, what's your personal best uh, 11-4 my personal best Ooh. and uh, it actually came it came split shotting uh eight pound test on a brush hog at clear lake yeah i, 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 throw, all baits. I throw all these big baits and whatnot and i can't 11-4 is my personal best i have a bunch of buddies like I have a buddy that caught a 14 this year on a swim bay. And he's like, yeah, I thought, I feel like my time's coming. I'm going to get a teener here soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, best of luck to you on that. Yeah. You know, I, 
I, I just want to catch another one, you know, close to my personal best, like, you know, five pounds or, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're out here like trying to double my personal best. And that's <laughs> it's crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, the thing is here, you know, the West coast, we have a long growing period. Our, our, our winters aren't that cold. You know, we have these, the trout that are just protein bars swimming around and these, these, you know, and then, and they eat all these trout and they get, just get big. And then, like I said, our, our winters are real short or shorter. And, uh, I mean, we have some days in December that are like 70, 75, you know, January, yeah. you know, it's like, man, these days are nice. And, th- you know, those days are the, you know, those are why those fish get so big is because we don't have, our lakes don't freeze over. I mean, it gets kind of cold here. It gets in the 30s, you know. I mean, I shouldn't say too cold because the guy's up north. But uh, it, <laughs> it's just, uh, I shouldn't say, none of our lakes freeze over. I mean, in the Sierras, they all our lakes freeze over. But down here in the valley where I'm at, nothing, nothing freezes over. Yeah. So we get snow every once, every 10 years, you know. It doesn't, doesn't snow here very often at all. So, it's just like, our, I, I'm pretty sure you heard of Bowler's Bar. You know, with the kokanee and all the giant spotted bass, you know, Cody Meyer and all those guys catching those just world record spotted bass. You know, that place is special. Even though there's been a lot of pressure up there, and it's really hit or miss. You can't just go up there and catch them all the time. You know, I've been up there a bunch. It's only like a two-hour drive from where I'm at, and uh, it's not that easy to catch catch big ones. You can catch fish all day, but they're all like 12 inches. You know, because those fish, as soon as they get big enough to eat kokanee, they just explode. They get massive. And uh, I fished a tournament up there. Actually, my first first boat that I won, it was a three-day tournament. And the last day, the top 10 fished up there on Bowler's Bar. I caught two fish for 16 pounds, and I ended up winning. <laughs> Both eight-pounders. Yeah. Two eight-pound spotted bass. Massive. Two eight-pound spotted bass? Yeah, spotted bass. That, that is crazy because I, I was actually looking through a little booklet here in Tennessee, uh, TWRA like you can get these little booklets through them and that shows like all the state records for like every type of fish and everything. Yeah. And I believe it said here in Tennessee, the sp- spotted bass records, like six pounds, so many ounces. That's a good so, one. That's a good one. But you, you, you beat that twice in one tournament. <laughs> yeah. And they both, they both came on a shaky head too. They're both they're throwing up there. Cause you, they're, it's weird. It's, it's weird up there because they don't eat swim baits. They eat all these kokanee and whatnot, but, all these big fish could get caught off sinkos and shaky heads. It's just, it's kind of, it's crazy. I've had some big followers on swim baits, but I've never caught one up there on a swim bait. And I've thrown them a lot up there. So, and I'm sure people do, but I haven't yet to catch, catch them on a swim bait up there. So all these big fish, like I said, come off a shaky head or a sinko. Yeah. I'm going to have to start throwing more shaky heads and sinkos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the big fish, hey. I, on the Delta, I can't. There's more 30 pound bags caught on a Cinco on the Delta than any other bait. I tell you that much. You know, it's, uh, even though it's painful to throw, it catches big ones. How, how how are you throwing a Cinco most of the time? You like Texas rigging it, or you wacky rigging it, or it, it, it depends. Um, if I'm on the Delta, there's so much vegetation. There's tules or, or reeds or whatever you want to call them, and there's hydrilla and. Uh, Hyacinth and, and Pennywort and a bunch of other different grasses. I always like throwing a Texas rig on the Delta. Uh, so I like, I mean, there's a lot of guys that throw 20, 25. I throw 17. Um, it's kind of the heaviest I go. Um, I, I like 17. I feel like it's not too too weak, but I feel like it's really strong as well. Um, and then I like, when I'm in the lakes, I like Texas or I like uh, wacky rigging it. And um, uh, I put a, it's called a dick rig. You put a weight in the bottom of it. 
it's almost like a or a Nico rig, or everyone out here we call it dick rig, but Nico rig is probably the, the, the more that more people know about. Um, wacky rigging, and then in the springtime, I'll just I'll just wacky rigging, and I'll throw around around trees because a lot of times those fish will suspend in the trees, kind of like the the sun themselves, or kind of get next to a little bit something a little bit warmer because they're sticking out of the water. Like, they gather the heat on the trees, kind of like transfers down into the water, and those fish hold onto those trees. So those you throw a sinker next to those trees, wacky rig, slow fall, and uh, usually catch them that way. So it, it depends where, where I'm at, really. Hey, right. I I dropped the ball on this, so I, I need to rewind for a minute. Yeah, go for it. I, you know, we we talked about the rods that you that you yeah. used to throw these swim bait stuff. I don't think we touched Talk on your this. your yeah the reel and the ratio mm-hmm. and all that. So I throw. I don't even know if they make it anymore. Um, I'm sure you can still find them on eBay and stuff. I throw a, a Corrado. Uh, I'm a left-handed, so I throw a 301. A 301 Corrado. Uh, yeah, Corrado. It's a, it's like a green with like a gold flake. I really like that reel. Um, it holds a lot of line, holds a lot of heavy. I throw my most of my line, or most of my big baits, on 20 and 25-pound test. I don't go over 25. I know some guys that throw their stuff on 30. Um, I just feel like the fish can see that, you know, especially the big ones. Um, it, is that fluoro? Yeah, fluoro. I throw all my all my baits on fluoro. Okay. So um, I like the 301. Um, I do have a Daiwa Tatula. What is it? It's a bigger. It's a bigger reel. Um, but anyway, yeah, the reels that I I throw most of my big baits on is that Corrado 301. I really like it. It's really smooth. It holds a lot of, you know, big, heavy line. You know, I can throw 20, put a lot of line on on, on the reel. But I do know some people that throw their swim baits on uh, the Cardiffs, Shimano Cardiff, and it's kind of a, it's a bigger reel that holds a lot of that big line. And um, Calcutta, uh, Calcutta is a little bit out of my price range, you know, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and and the, tr- the Tranks, the Shimano, I'm not sponsored by Shimano at all. I just really think they make some great product. Um, and then uh, the Shimano, uh, I think it's called the Tranks, a big oversized size handle. A lot of guys throw for those. It's, I think it has. I think you can throw it in salt water too. It's made for salt water. Well, what gear ratio are you looking for for a um, uh, for a swim like bait like that? Six four to one, seven seven to one. Um, honestly, I like something a little bit quicker. You know, just because you hit that fish, that bait's so heavy. So that you hit and that fish eats it, you got to set the hook and you just got to crank them in. You got to, there's no fighting these fish. You got to bring them to the, the boat fast as you can because that bait's so heavy that they will throw this bait. So you need to bring them to the boat as fast as you can and, and you know, flip, you know, get them in the boat, flip them in the boat or net them, whatever way you want to do it. But, uh, you, you need, you need something with, you know, with power and fast to get them in. You know, even though we don't, I don't know, I like to fight fish, but with big baits, you can't let them have the advantage because they will throw your bait for sure. And and on top of that, like you want to get that bait back to you because if you're spending like a hundred bucks on a bait, you yeah. definitely don't want it to snap off or yeah, or yeah, get and, wrapped around something. <laughs> right, right. And the thing is, like the most of the time, you have to mentally prepare to lose that bait, even though you, it's expensive. You have to think like that bait's already gone. You can't you can't think of like oh man, you can't hold back because you won't get bit. You have to throw that place. In the, you have to throw that bait in the gnarliest places to get bait. You have to throw it around the trees, or throw it around a boat dock with cables and, 
and stuff like that. You have to, you have to, I don't know, to me, I have to risk it a little bit to throw those baits. And because a lot other people aren't doing that because they're afraid to throw them. They're afraid to throw those baits in those areas because they're afraid to lose them. You, you have to mentally think like, all right, I'm, I'm going to lose this bait. I just got to throw it in there and uh, hopefully you don't lose it. And if you do get hung up, you go in there and you try to get it out and you ruin your cast, ruin that area for the, for that time, for an hour or two hours. And then you always want to lure a retriever and try to knock that bait off if you do get it hung up down deep. Is it, that's, you know, uh, us here on Paddle and Fin, you know, we're all kayak anglers. Mm-hmm. That's one of the benefits to kayaking is I don't know if I've really lost any any lures while I'm out kayaking because, you know, you can go right up get to it there. and get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely. definitely. It, that, that's definitely something like one of the many reasons why I like kayaking instead of being in a yeah. boat now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this was your first year in FLW, right? Right, right. First, first season. Um, so how I qualified for the tour. Um, so out here in California, we have the TBF uh, or California Bass Federation. And there's seven regions here in California. And I fish region one, which is strictly the Delta. There's other regions that fish multiple lakes, um, which the region one doesn't. They just fish the, the Delta. That's it. And they take the top so many guys or whatnot to, uh, to fish the state championship. So they combined all seven regions to the state, state championship. And, and from the state championship, they take the top 12 uh, from that tournament. So there's, I don't know, I think there was like 70 boats, which you know really ain't that much. They take 70 boats. And they combine them into one tournament. And like I said, they take the top 12 to the semifinals, um, which we went down to Havasu. And they combined Arizona and California together. And they take the number one guy from each state. So it doesn't matter how well you do. Um, if, it, if I shouldn't say that. So if you come in second, but the guy who won it is from Arizona, you still qualify because you're the top uh, guy from California. And I'm not too sure how it is on, either, on uh, other states. But so I ended up winning down there. I won the whole thing down there on Havasu, which I've only been there. That was my only time I ever been there. Um, and so I went down to Havasu, won that thing, qualified. They only take one boater and one uh, co-angler to the national championship, which was in at Bull Shoals in Arkansas. Uh, and they, like I said, they take take fifty guys, um, one guy from each state. And and um, one, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at a message that just came across my phone. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something going on. Oh, yeah. I was trying to hold it in. It uh, it, it's the panel and fan crew. There, we got a group chat, and uh, <laughs> and somebody said something. I, it, there's a thing with Brian Schiller. I don't know how much you've listened to it, but Brian Schiller, like pretty much the main guy over the podcast. You know, uh, me and him did an episode together, and I introduced him as Brian the Toes Schiller because there's a whole whole joke where he got called Toes. And uh, somebody just said something to him about being Toes, and he he just uh, made a comment saying that I was going to get his size 12. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So, but, uh, yeah, so I started cracking up with that. I, I didn't mean to. I, no, I didn't want good. you to think I was laughing at you. So. No, no, no. <laughs> I figured something came across your phone. You were laughing at it. No, no yeah. big deal. <laughs> um, but anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah. So 
uh, I was the number one guy that qualified from California with one guy from Arizona plus uh, two two co-angles from each state. And I don't know what – and there's a couple states that take uh, two guys because obviously there's no one coming from Hawaii and no one coming from Alaska. And then there's a, a guy from Canada. Uh, and we all we all tra- you know traveled to go to Arkansas to fish the national championship. Um, and then I ended up winning the whole thing, and that's what got me the spot into the tour. Um, got I fished the All-American uh, last year when Nick LeBrun won it, and then I qualified for the Forcewood Cup. The last, I technically the last Forcewood Cup, because um, the year after, I guess this year was actually called FLW Cup. You know, it wasn't called the Forcewood Cup anymore. So it was kind of cool. It's kind of cool to think like I fished the last, technically the last Forcewood Cup. But uh, and then, like I said, I qualified for the for the, the tour and I fished the tour all, all year, which I got to run uh, a raft, living the dream boat, had a truck and then some expenses, um, which I only got five hundred dollars per tournament, which really ain't shit, to be honest. Or excuse my language. But uh, yeah, really ain't much. So, yeah, yeah awesome. I, re- I really like it. Yeah, there, there ain't a whole lot one every year. Uh... You know, like spending a hundred dollars on one swim bait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, I, they, and the thing is, like fishing back there, I try to throw my big baits. I caught actually caught a lot of fish on glide baits, um, but my bigger soft swim baits, like my my Baysmith Magnum and my Hellstones, I just it just never felt right when I was throwing them back there. I don't know if it was not the right timing or what. I just I just didn't it didn't feel right when I was throwing it. But the glide baits, the glide baits worked. I caught I caught uh, some decent sized fish on the uh, the glide baits at Chickamauga. At Lake Seminole, um, at Cherokee, um, I caught some even some fish up on Champlain on glide baits. So they work. Glide baits work everywhere so far, <laughs> everywhere I've been. I tried to throw. Actually, say everywhere. I, sh- I tried to throw them when I was down there in Florida. I just didn't. I didn't catch any. But I feel like it could. I feel like it could work. You know, I, I think it's gonna probably gonna be a while before I try any of these big swim baits right. because, you know, I'm I'm. A big budget fisherman. Yeah, for sure. Same, same here. Yeah. I don't make a whole lot of money. I make eighteen bucks an hour. I'm not. I'm, I'm not actually at work right now. I clock in here shortly, but I work nights. Like I don't. I don't make a whole lot of money, and and it's been, California is so expensive. Like everything, our fuel is four dollars a gallon out oh, here right now. Mm. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. That's that's for uh, that's for eighty six. You know, for premium, it's a dollar almost. Or sorry, three. Uh, Three third and almost 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 four, five bucks a gallon. But it's almost yeah, close to five bucks a gallon. It's, it's ridiculous. It's out it's out of control. And and yeah. I start getting a little discouraged whenever uh, whenever I get to uh, or when our gas gets to like two forty. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I know. I was enjoying it when I was back there. I was down in Texas and the gas was a dollar eighty nine, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm loving this. You know? <laughs> so. But, <laughs> like you're filling up, you're buying gas tanks and you yeah, know, filling yeah. those up there on the back, right. back of the it's truck. A, it's over a hundred dollars <laughs> to fill my truck. You know, it's just God, oh, it yeah. every time. I watching it, watching it go down. You know, like and the boat's uh, probably about the same. Yep, yep, really close. So, but uh, what is it? oh, so like a beginning, a, say a budget fisherman, if you wanted to get into swimming fishing, probably the best bait to get uh, for a hard bait is that S waiver. I think it's 18 bucks okay, uh, for that 168 size. Um, either that that light trout is a good color, and uh, or there, 
up it's up to you on what you, what other colors you, you think would work best. But I like the light trout and the uh, the uh, regular trout color. I take the, the regular trout has has a red belly. I just took a, a knife and I just scraped the, the belly. I, I took all the all the paint off so it was just the just a plastic coating or just a plastic and I don't like like I said I don't like that that red. And then there's a red line down. I kind of scraped the red line. I don't have that bait with me. But it just looks like a, it just looks bait fish like, you know, it looks kind of, I don't know, it looks like a gizzard shad, but uh, I caught fish when I was at Chickamauga and on that exact the trout colored bait at Chickamauga on it. So, and then I also caught fish on that light trout color at, at Chickamauga. It's just, if you have confidence, I mean, there's only a couple colors I would get, you know, I'd either get those two colors or there's another col- uh, uh, color called the warden. It's a really good uh, color as well. I like the name. Yeah, the war. Well, I don't know if you watch. I don't know if you watch Tactical Bassin at all uh, with Matt Allen or Tim Little. Yeah, I, I check out their YouTube videos. Yeah. Uh, so the warden, bit. the warden is Tim's color because Tim Little is a game warden up on Clear Lake. So okay. he he made that color and he called it the warden. So, but yeah, it's a good so, color. See, eighteen dollars, I could probably make that work. Yeah, you know, it's I, still expensive, for sure. Yeah. I, I I just got myself to spend over ten dollars on a lure this year, and that was yeah. a whopper plopper. And I'm yeah. glad I did because I've been pretty successful with them. Yeah, but uh, it's been a good bait for sure. It's actually starting to die off now for us. Like, it's been we've actually had it for a few years before everyone else found out about it. Yeah, and it was catching a lot of big fish. Um, and now I can't even get a, a fish over three pounds to eat it. And when I was catching a lot of like fours and fives, and every once in a while I catch a six. I think the biggest fish I caught on, on a wall was an eight pounder, but I mean, I was consistently getting four and five pounders on it, you know, every time out. And now it's like, like I said, I can't, it's hard to get even a three pounder on it now. It's just insane. Yeah. We were talking about that. I was talking about that with uh, the guy at work today uh, about how, you know, the more it's being used, the more people that are using it, the more the fish are seeing it. The yep. less like the less they're gonna be biting it eventually. Yep. So just like the A rig, I don't know. If the, I don't know if the A rig still a uh, factor where you're at, but I know out west, it's like I don't, I don't even throw it anymore because it doesn't catch anything over three pounds. At least, I mean, there's fish that get caught on it, and, you know, big ones, but consistently anymore, like you don't catch them. Like the fish is just used to it now. Like I, I, I just put it away. I don't even throw it anymore. It's fun to catch fish on, but it's I don't I don't throw it anymore to catch big ones on it. Yeah, I, I know of like one guy that's thrown an A rig. I, I don't really see many other people doing it. They might be, but I don't yeah. really see it myself. And it, it seems to me, and unless it's like one of those little A rigs, one of those little setups, it seems like it'd be, you know, I'm around a lot of kayakers whenever I'm going out because I'm in small spots. And it seems like it'd be pretty hard to. To use a, like a, a decent size uh, a rig in a kayak, I could be right. wrong. I haven't tried it. But. No, it is. It definitely is. I mean, definitely is because like I know like if I remember fighting. I used to fish out of a kayak. Uh, well, I still do every once in a while. But like when you hook a fish, like that, you're, the the kayak gets pulled towards where that fish. You know, you set the hook and that fish yeah. is pulling towards it. You know, so I definitely see that a rig throwing that big bait around and and kind of kind of wears you out and kind of pulls you around and or just gets hung up on everything because there's so many wires you know so um so you got a kayak 
I huh, I shouldn't say I have a great guy. I have a, I have a Jackson, the old. It's actually a whitewater rafting kayak. It ain't. It ain't, it ain't okay. No, it ain't. <laughs> hey, if, if it gets you, if it gets you on the water, you know it it works. Hey, I've yeah. I've got a buddy. He's got he spent like a hundred and eighty dollars on a sun dolphin uh, <laughs> sit inside kayak. Yeah, and then and he got that before I even got into kayak fishing. So then I got into kayak fishing. I got me a little two hundred dollar kayak. Um, ne- then this year, you know, I upgraded to a Bob Sea Ghost. Yeah, and you know, he saw how much more stable my kayak was and everything. So he and I was able to sit up higher. And he wanted to be able to do that, but it, you know, he didn't want to go spend the money on a nicer kayak. Right. So what he did, he he made some outriggers on his kayak uh, uh, and so it made it a lot more stable and then put his seat more up towards the top like he built something in there i didn't really break it down yeah. and used a stadium seat to raise it up so now he's sitting up higher than i am and he's really stable and yeah you know he 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 got some uh recessed rod holders and put those in the kayak because it wasn't a fishing kayak it didn't have right. any rod holders but he's got it set up now. He, he's decked out. That's awesome. I mean, it doesn't matter. As long as you get out there and go fishing and catch a few fish, it doesn't matter what you have, you know. I, yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, look at anyone any different. As long as you're out there fishing, it's all that matters. I, I agree with that. The, the biggest things with the cheaper kayaks with me is you're more than likely not going to be as comfortable. Right. And you're more than likely not going to be as stable in in most cases and so that that, flip lose all your equipment or whatnot exactly and and you know that brings up i'm more worried about safety issues than yeah than any of the rest of it but i mean as as long as you're using them in the right places you know you're, you're fine like don't be going at getting on a big old lake in a little unstable kayak where there's right. going to be a lot of boats going by Right. But, I mean, you want to go on, like, a small creek or something like that where boats can't really get to, you know, it'll work. Yeah, definitely. Anything. Anything that works gets you on the water and catch a few fish. So. I hear that. But, man, uh, was there was there anything else you wanted to touch on with the swim baits before we uh, uh, start wrapping it up? Yeah, one more swim bait I'd like to talk about is, uh, well, actually two that are pretty good. Um is a bass tricks you know it's a smaller swim bait so i think it's about six inches uh, the bigger i actually say the biggest one because i think they make up like eight or nine inch or so a six inch bass tricks with a uh, beast hook it's a weedless boost you know beast hook um and then also uh, it's called a trash fish all the all american trash fish uh, little creeper makes it it's a, it's a great swim bait for creep along the bottom around grass it's just a real lazy slow you, you, it's almost like a Kitek. It doesn't matter how slow you reel it, that t- that tail still kicks. And uh, the trash fish has, it's just, it's very, actually I have one right here in my pocket. I'm losing light here. But you can see that bait it has all these, all the fins on it. That's a so, really cool looking bait. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, it's, it's called All American Trash Fish. They have some great colors. Um, that one has to be a blueback herring. And uh, it's I caught fish on it when I was at Lake Seminole uh, around some docks. Has some I caught some really good ones. I lost one. I mean I estimated about ten pounds. I was fishing down a gut and just reeling it back, and this fish ate it at the trolling motor. The whole bait disappeared. I cracked it, 
and uh, the bait just ripped it out of its mouth. I'm like, no way. No. It was in practice or whatnot. I mean, like pre-practice before the tournament. It wasn't during practice for the tournament, but it was when I was in pre-practice checking out the lake. Never been there before. But yeah, all American trash fish is a great, great swim bait, and you just rig it the same way as the bass tricks. That I like that owner beast hook has wide gap, um, six aught, I believe, six or eight aught. Um, beast hook is, uh, I think it's eight aught. I think it's the best hook for it. So, but yeah, it's, those are two baits that are, you just huff and wind that bass tricks that's weedless. You can throw around, you know, bushes and stuff like that. And they're really inexpensive. Like not, uh, I think the, the, the trash fish comes in a two. I know it comes in a pack of two. I think they're like 15 bucks, I believe. Okay. Um, and then uh, that's a that, really cool looking bait too yeah i, I really a, like that it's it's really good i mean i it's a it's a cool bait for sure it has that top fin on it back fins and it's just a lazy that tail just doesn't take much for that bait to, to kick but um really really good design on it and they smell good like it almost smells like grapes i just i want to take a bite go ahead and take a bite Go ahead and take a bite and let, let me see. Yeah, it probably doesn't taste like grapes, but it, it smells good. It does smell really good. And if you ever buy them, you'll know what I'm talking about. So, well, I'll probably be picking some of those up because yeah. I really like the way those look. Yeah. And, like, you screw it, and there's a, there's a little spot underneath the chin. And you can see that little, little spot there. Little, I can't really. It doesn't really give the yeah. best lighting. Those little spot right underneath the chin. You take that little split ring or that little that little twist lock. And you screw it in underneath the chin. That's all you do. And then you cut. There's a nice little hook um, gap for your hook to, to set, set in there. I don't know if you can see that there. Yeah. It sits, sets right up in in there. Um, it's a little. It's a little deep. Um, I really don't like how deep the, the gap is. So what I do, I take a toothpick and I'll stick it to where that hook is just right underneath the plastic. Or the just, or I should say, even with the plastic, and I'll take a little bit of super glue and I'll keep that toothpick, you know, in there to where it doesn't uh, doesn't want to slide down into the bait. So like a fish does eat it, you have the, the hookup ratio is better. And then obviously you trim the the toothpick down to where, so it's not a long toothpick sticking out of the bait. So it just where it's flush on either side. This is what I like to do. And then also I like to take um, a little bit of smelly jelly or just some uh, some kind of uh, scent. And I'll put it where the hook is, and I'll kind of loop it up so that that hook really just pops out when you, when a fish does eat it. So, and then bass tricks, you know, it's the same thing. Like they, I feel like the bass tricks have you have to reel a little bit faster to get that tail kicking, but that the head wobble and the body movement, it's a harder thump. It just get it gets bit as well. So, two baits that are I can't really I don't know I don't want to say the price on the, on the bass tricks, but I think they're less than ten bucks. Uh, might be, it might be. I, I don't want to say a price, but I, I think they're under ten bucks for the six inch, six inch bait, and they come in a pack of three, so you get three of them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's that's all up in my budget right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Trying to think of other swim baits that are uh, affordable um, that I throw. Obviously, the Kitex are pretty good. You know, small Kitex. Um, and I throw. I actually just bought the, some of the the big ones. Uh, when I was up there in Champ, well, for some reason I bought them ones in Champlain, but I had uh, the 7.8s. Those are the giant Kitex. I actually made it a line through, so when a fish does eat it, that hook and that bait slides up the line, so that bait they don't have that whole bait in their mouth, so they can't throw it. Just the hook, you know, fighting from them. So if you ever want a picture, I can 
when I get home or whatnot, just send me a text or whatnot. I can send you a picture if you want to post it on for your guys, whoever wants to see it. Yeah, we can definitely post that. Uh, uh, the the mornings that you know episodes come out, we uh, we always make a post on our Facebook page. So yeah, we can definitely put that on that post that we make. Yeah, just let me know whatever baits you want to see, and I'll, I'll just take a picture of it and I'll send them to you, or I'll set put multiple down. I'll take a picture of all of them and I'll send them to you. Uh, whatever you want to see, just let me know and I'll, I'll send them to you. Yes, sweet. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think I'm gonna start wrapping it up here. You want to go over, you know, shout out sponsors and uh, and let people know uh, where they can follow you at. Yeah. So sponsors wise, you know, Dobbins Rods. Uh, Wicked Weights, uh, Cal Coast, uh, Babes Boat Care, uh, Evanrude, uh, Gill, Gill Fishing. Um, what else? I know there's some more, and I know I'm not saying them all. Uh, I said I want to get put on the spot. It's hard to name them all. <laughs> but, uh, hey, uh, that's why. I, that's why I got a piece of paper with all yeah, sponsors. Yeah, I know. I, you I know, can just I read it off. <laughs> right there. Um, I know I'm missing a couple more, but uh, oh, I'm with Kitech as well. Um, I think that's about it. Oh, cupped up custom duck straps. If you're a duck hunter, uh, you need to check out these du- these duck straps. He he has a laser that engraves uh, the leather and get any picture you want on on the duck strap. Uh, really really neat uh, neat product that he makes. Um, I say Babe's Boat Care. It's a, yeah. it's a cleaning product for your for your vehicle or your boat, whatever you want. Um, and then you can follow me at on Instagram at uh, Austin Wilson Fishing. And um, Facebook, just Austin Wilson. And then Snapchat, I believe it's Fisherman Wilson. You can follow me all three of uh, those. I don't have Twitter or uh, whatever the other ones are. But, yeah, so just Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. Awesome. Well, uh, there you go, guys. Get uh, Go follow FLW Pro. You know, sounds like he knows what he's talking about with these big swim baits. But, uh, Austin, it was a pleasure having you on here. Yeah, it was a pleasure being on here, for sure. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N in fin.com. Also, check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N in fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. 
On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at Ooh. that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. to go like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.